morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So today's message is going to be, whose words do you remember? Whose words do you remember? Amen? So now we're going to go back to Malachi 3. Just listen to me. I'm going to read some more for you. Uh, I'll have some words on the screen for you. You know that. Uh, I was reminded recently that that's part of the reason why I can't uh, fill the churches because I use too much scripture. But that's okay with me. I'm going to preach his word, not my own. So here's, here's where we'll be in Malachi 3, beginning in verse 10. Bring all the tithes to the storehouse. Uh-oh, I just lost a few of you right there. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that would not be room enough for you to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Let me, let me say, is he, he's telling people, you're going, to be a, you're going to be a delightful land. No. So look, when he, he's, this word applies to us. It's not just to Israel. This applies to God's people. Because in that word we say, well, you'll be a defi- delightful land. No, I'm not a piece of land. But he's, say, excuse me, he's saying there's going to be some fruit produced in my life. There's going to be something that happens because of my connection with Him, because of me, uh, listen, obeying Him in my giving and bringing the tithes and offerings to the store. He's go- because of me, my obedience to Him, because of my connection with Him, there's going to be fruit that comes. And He's saying, listen, I love this. Listen to the language that God is using. This is Tony's language. Go ahead and try it. Go ahead and try it. See if I won't do it. Go ahead and test me, says the Lord. Well, you're not supposed to test the Lord. Well, in this case, the Lord is saying, try me. See if I'm not going to be true to what I'm telling you right now. Hallelujah. See, now some of you think that I'm getting ready to take an offering, but I'm not. See, we don't pass the plate here, and and we never have, and, and hopefully we never will. But my brothers and sisters, I'm saying something to you right now. Hopefully the Holy Spirit is getting a hold of some of your hearts right now, and you're getting past this thing about just tithes and offerings, you know, giving your money, because that's not what, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about God saying, listen, you obey me. You give me your obedience. You, you go ahead and bring this and see if I don't make you fruitful because of your connection with me, because of your obedience to me. But look what he, I'm going to, just listen to me. In verse 11 he says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. He's saying, I'm going to rebuke your enemy. I'm going to rebuke the devil for your sake. God says, I'm going to to stop him in his tracks for your sakes. Well, wait, the condition is, watch, here's the condition. Bring your tithes, which we know means tenth. Bring your tithes to the storehouse, right? I'm going to make you fruitful, And I'm going to bring, listen, I'm going to rebuke the devourer. I'm going to rebuke Satan for your sake. Well, Tony, how do you know that that's the devourer means Satan? I'm glad you asked, 1 Peter 5.8. Be sober, be be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may... So who's the devourer? The devil. See, I... That's why I say, I'm, going to t- I'm not going to tell you what Tony thinks. I'm going to show you what the Word of God says. He's going to rebuke the devil, listen, for my sake. Well, well he'll do that. He does, he, he does that. Well, he's telling you that there are conditions to this. 
bring the tithes and the stuff. See, because he says that, 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 that you, you've robbed me. How have we robbed you? That's how we've robbed him, by not doing what he's commanded us to do. By not believing and trusting him. Why? Because we don't necessarily always listen to what he's saying. We don't remember the words that he's told us. We forget. Remember not too long ago in the service, we, we, we hear a word, and then we feel really good about it, and we go off, and then through the process of time or because of circumstances or situations, we forget. And then we start leaning back onto our own understanding or we start doing what other people, we're getting some bad advice or sometimes even it sounds good. That could be in the Bible. It was phrased just right or we heard it from a pulpit somewhere from a guy who was animated and all preachy and all this and I heard that word, but it had nothing to do with the Word of God. But it sounded good. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, look what it says. Honor the Lord with, with your possessions. Not your money. Your possessions. Money, yeah. But with your possessions. And with the first fruits of how much of your increase? All. With the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. But look what it says. Honor the Lord. See, we honor God by obeying His Word, by trusting His Word. And we show honor to God by taking those things that we so highly value and the things that we need and the things that we're working for. And, and Come on. And we honor God when we give Him the first part of everything that falls into our hands. Right? So now watch. Not all of us, in fact, probably none of us in this room are farmers. Right? So the first fruits and the and the wave and the grain offerings and all of those things. So a lot of times, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you choose to look at it, it, it is it, it is going to be with money. Right? It is going to be with money. But there are other things that we have to offer God too, isn't there? Our time. Do we honor God with our time? You know, we have so many other things that, and you know, you've heard it from this pulpit and, and many other, I'm sure. Um, you know, there's so many other things that distract us or take us away. You know, what are we reading? You know, you know, what are we watching? What are we listening to? All of those things factor in, right? You know, we spend so much time at our jobs or, you know, trying to get to that next level or in our studies, which are very good, especially if you're young and you're trying to graduate, you're trying to go to that next level with your education. All of those things are extremely important. But none of them are more important than honoring God. Right? Now, it's easy to say, and it's certainly easy for a preacher to say it from a pulpit, but we have to go ahead and, and it can't be just something that we talk about. It's something that we have to put into our walk. We have to walk it out. Amen? Not just talk it out, let's walk it out. Amen? Okay, so now, I've shared this with many of you before, but I'm just going to share with you again. When when Michelle and I uh, were first married, we had nothing. I mean, I was was making not a lot of money. And, uh, and you know, then we started having children right away. And and so, you know, I didn't really want her to work because it probably would cost us more to keep the kids in daycare and child... So she was going to stay home with the kids and I was going to work. And, I, you know, we had nothing. 
And you guys know, um, I, I've said it before, I mean, Michelle's a bookkeeper accountant. She's really, really good with numbers, and she knows how to, you know, and she, was, she really knows how to pinch a penny and all this other stuff. But So I'm making the money, and she's writing the checks and paying the bills. So now it comes time to tithe, and I say, listen, you know, right, I, we, I can't, you know, I can't. If I, if I write this tithe check, we're not going to be able to pay bills. Write the tithe check. So now, I, I don't want to come across like, you know, I was the spiritual giant. I'm saying, write this tithe check, and Michelle was faithless. I'm not saying that. God was working on both of us, and hopefully by the time this message is over, you'll hear it. God was working on both of us. I just knew that from the, 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 being the baby Christian that I was, I was in a church that, that taught and preached that and really emphasized it in a legalistic kind of way, and I was too afraid not to do it. Are, are you with me? So I, met, I forced the issue. And thank God, I mean, she did, and, and God, we always had what we needed. We, we didn't go without. You know, we didn't have a lot of extras and there were some things we could not do as we watched, her, you know, relatives and, and friends do other things that we just could never do. But God, we always had what we needed. And our kids always had what they needed. They always did. They, our kids did not go without. And, and, and I'm thankful to God for that. That's something that God blessed us with. Amen? Awesome, awesome God. He's good. And it's not just words in a song. It's truth. God is good. So now, I want to bring more context into what we've read already in Malachi 3 and now Proverbs 3. So let's, I'm going to continue, but I'm going to backtrack into Proverbs 3. And I'm going to go into now some scriptures that you all are familiar with, beginning in verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And He'll direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Now, now let me ask you something. Don't be wise. Listen, don't follow my own understanding. Don't be wise according to my own understanding. There are many smart people in this room. Well, maybe a few. Easy now. But think about that. Now, again, I'm going to use me and Michelle for an example. Michelle, was because I've, I've told you, I've always boasted on her and still do. I mean, she, she gets jobs and she, now she's promoted again. She just knows what she's doing. God has blessed her with a gift and a talent. And she just knows what she's doing with numbers and blah, blah, blah. So now watch. Michelle is, is looking at what we're doing financially. She's looking at what I'm bringing in. She's looking at, you know, what we need to, 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 to throw out there, the bills that we need. And in her own understanding, there is no way that we can do this. Why? Because she's smart. She understands what's going on. She can look at the sheets. She can look at what's coming in. She can look at, the, you know, the debt that, that needs to be paid. And something's not lining up here. And even though she's gifted and talented, i got a feeling that even some of us in this room could add and subtract good enough to know that that ain't going to happen. But she, again, did not lean to her own understanding. Now, I have forced her. But we acknowledged God. Right? So now watch. Don't we do that in other areas? That's, a, that's a, a really simple and oversimplified illustration. But don't we do that in so many other areas of our lives? Come on, stay with me. Come on, don't sleep. Stay with me. How many, listen, 
some of you older or not so older, I'm not going to look over here. Some of you older people, haven't y'all had some relationships that turned out to be really, really bad? But they started off really, really good. But listen, if you would have listened to the Lord, if you would have paid attention to the Word, if you, you would have knew, that, that not, but, they, but He treats me so good. And He's buying, well, that's because He wants something from you. But she's so, and she's, and she's always going to, and then, no. But all you had to do was pay attention to what the Lord said. Trust the Lord. Don't lean onto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Even in the relationships, even who I hang out. Listen, it doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship. What about, man, some of the folks that I hung around when I I was in high school, if I were born again, God would have put the brakes on me, baby. I got a better one. Some of the ones that hung out with me, if they were born again, they would, God would have put the brakes on them, baby, because I wasn't born saved. My brothers and sisters, I'm telling you something. In all of the areas of our life, we need to examine this. Listen to God. and not, Yeah, but this doesn't make sense, Tony. And that, that's, the, that's the very thing that God is telling you. It, listen, it's not going to make sense to you because you can only think this far, but I think this far. And I'm telling you, I know the beginning, or I know the end from the beginning. And I know the way that's going to lead to your edification. I know the end that's going to lead to your total, I know the way to your total, ex, total success. The way that you know is going to lead to your destruction. Ah. But I don't have the money. I don't have this. It doesn't make sense, Tony. I need this food. And now you're saying that if I see somebody who's in, you know, they haven't had a meal in a week. I, I just got to skip a meal and I can give them this. But I, but I need to eat. Trust Him. Trust Him. It doesn't make sense. I'm hungry. It doesn't make sense. I want to survive. He'll keep you. He'll keep you. We're quick to follow Him when it makes sense to us. Right? We're quick to go ahead and go. But man, when it's a little bit difficult, well, you know, that's okay for Pastor Tony because he's, you know, he's kind of fanatical. He's kind of, he don't, he's old. He's, he's, he's trying to get into heaven. He's old. He go, oh, you, you're laughing at me. But you young folks, you, don't, you think you've got a long ways to go. You'll go ahead and live like you want to live right now and you'll go ahead and live like Pastor Tony when you get old like Pastor Tony. We're not guaranteed our next breath. Call on Him while He is near, He's told us. He's not going nowhere, but maybe you'd be. Come on. So now I'm going to talk more to you about you know, honoring God with giving. We'll, we'll just continue to unpack this. In Proverbs 11, 24, it says this, There is one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Did you get that? There's one who's given. And he's getting more. And there's one who is supposed to be given, but is withholding it, and now they're, getting, they're, they're becoming poor. Verse 25, The generous soul will be made rich, 
And he who waters will be... Listen, listen. He who waters will also be watered himself. Do you get that? He who waters will also be watered himself. So if I'm, listen, if I'm blessing with whatever the need is, I will receive the blessing because that's the way God operates. I love, Billy Graham said it like this, God has given us two hands. One to receive so that the other can give. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's the, that's, that should be how, why? Because that's the nature of our Father. Our, we're, we, are, we are to emulate and to be the image of our Father, of, our, of, of Jesus, the image of God. And that's what He does. Right? He gives everything, holding back nothing. Proverbs 19, 17, He who, pities on the, who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. Did you hear that? He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and He will pay back, and God will pay him back. God will pay back. What I've given. If someone is without something and they're in need of something, when I give it to them, I'm giving it to God. And I don't have to worry about anybody paying me back. How many of you have learned that a long time ago? I know there's some of you know, when you When someone asks you to borrow something, you know, don't plan on getting it back and you'll feel a lot better a you know, month, two months, three years. And then when they're looking, hey, listen, when they see you, and they're trying not to make eye contact because they know they still didn't pay you back. You don't even have to worry. You don't even have to worry. You don't even have, man. And you know what you should do? Hey, how you doing, man? Good to see you. And don't even mention it. Just take the burden off of them. So good to see you. Great, great. How 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 are you? Uh, you know, don't when you give, don't won't even think about getting it back. God will give it back. Amen. But I don't have, you don't understand, Tony. I don't have it to give. You've got something to give. Especially when you know, you're hearing this word right now, and there's a lot of people, even a lot of, not a lot of people in this room, there are people that are listening to us even on the internet. Man, you have something to give. And Holy Spirit is ministering to you. And, and you need to obey that. Let me, let me say, you know what? This is about honoring God. This is about honoring God. What can I give God that He doesn't already have? The first thing I have to do is give Him myself. And how I give Him myself is by giving myself to others. See, He's already paid the price for me. He's already set me free. He's already delivered me. He's already welcomed me in. He's already made me His own. So how do I honor Him? I'm going to roll out the red carpet for the next one. I'm going to make sure that the next one knows how much my Father loves them. Come on. And, and that might mean that I'm going, to have to go take, I'm going to have to get uncomfortable about something. I'm not, going to have to, I'm not going to be able to... It's not going to make sense to old Tony. It's not going to make sense. But the Holy Spirit's going to be prodding me. The Holy Spirit's going to speak to me. God is going to speak to me through His Word. And then I'm going to say, okay, got to do it. Have no choice. Got to do it. And it, I, it may never come back. You know, I'm going to say this. And I'm... Michelle, I, 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 don't, I got direct deposit. So the money, whatever I earn, goes right into the bank. And, I, and I'm, when I say this, I can, I'm t- telling you this with all honesty. 
I do not know how much my paycheck is. I don't. I, I really don't care about it. And it's not I don't care about it because, you know, I'm just so holy. And No, I'm just saying I've got the accountant at the house that's taking care of everything. The bills are paid. I've got food on the table. I've got a roof over my head. No one's come to repossess any cars. Well, they, I own the car. But no one's they've come to, to, to take the house back. or no, You know, no, it's just, it just, it just work. God has blessed us. And I'm blessed to have her as my partner where she's taking care of all this stuff. But so here's the thing. So most of the time, I don't have money in my pocket. But sometimes in the few times that I, where I will have money in my pocket, it's almost as if, and I've shared this with some of you before, that there are certain people in my atmosphere that know if I've got money, I don't know if they just got radar or whatever, they just come to me and they ask and they know that I can't say no, and so I just hand it. So now my wife is like, hey, could you go, or blah, 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 or I'll, I'll go to her, hey, uh, I need a few bucks, I, need a, I don't even have enough to go buy a coffee. Well, then you have... It's gone. You see what she did? The ca- rolling my, who'd you give it to? She, I'm serious. She said, she said, stop giving me money so that I don't give it. I can't help it. And so 90% times, 90% of the time, I'm never going to get it back, and I already know that when I give it back. Now, none of you ask me for money after the service. I'm just telling you, that would not be of God. I'm just saying that in advance. Besides that, I don't think I got any anyway. Hallelujah. <laughs> but you understand what I'm trying to say to you. And so, it, you know, and, and, and even in those times, and, and, and even times when you know that these, these people may or may not be using it exactly. And there are times, my brothers, this, when you could discern, and you know they are not needing this right now uh, for good. Uh, you know, they're going to use it for something bad. And you try to avoid it, but at the same time, you can't. I got to trust, okay, God, I'm giving this so that this person could really get food. They can really pay their rent or they can really, you know, buy their baby this. So, Lord, I'm trusting that, they're, that this is going to be used for that. Please, Lord, let it be used for that. And that's all I can do and I got to trust God. Amen? Okay, so now I know there's one guy sitting back there, same thing. I always tell people that when, when, when we come together and, and there's some new people that come into Steve's and I's atmosphere, and they'll, you know, hey, hey, Steve, this or I, here, I said, listen, let me tell you something about Steve. You ever, see, he's going to get embarrassed, and you know, I'm not trying to rob his blessing, but I always say this, you ever hear that saying that he would give you the shirt off his back, and they say, yeah, that guy really would do it. That guy really would do it. See, my brothers and sisters, that's what God would do for us, so you know, we can't hold back because we're honoring God our Father. And in honoring God our Father, we need to pay attention in church. We need to pay attention when we're reading. We need to pay attention to that still small voice that's talking to us down on the inside. And when that voice says to us, give. Oh, it doesn't, that doesn't sound right. Or that still small voice says to us, that is not the person that you are supposed to be hanging out with. Or when that still small voice says, whatever that still small voice says, we have to go ahead and we have to be willing and, and, and listen, even with everything in us, it's going to take not our strength, but it might, have to, it might be the Holy Spirit's strength. And that's just what He's waiting on. That's just what He's waiting on. Rely on my strength. Stop, listen... Stop going according to your own intellect, your own knowledge. Humble yourself before me. Believe me, trust me, honor me, and I'll take care of it. You'll be blessed. 
I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Your enemy, the devil, that's walking around trying to eat you up, but you've made friends with, because he's tricked you. He's fo- you know, I heard some interesting t- statistics. And I, some of you, I'm boring you with this. Too bad. <laughs> Do you know the Barna groups that, um, um, came up with it? They did a survey. 60% of the Christians, professing Christians, don't believe that the devil actually exists. They believe that that's just kind of allegorical. It's just a symbol for the evil that exists in the world. Man, if that's the case, then you better go ahead. And I don't even know why you go to church because if you believe that, and this says totally opposite of that, then why, what, what can you believe in here then? My brothers and sisters, do you know that 60% of the Christians that are in churches today believe that Holy Spirit is just a, a, um, a symbol for the presence of the power of God among us? There's really no such being as the Holy Spirit. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You know what one of the the almost the only unforgivable sin is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. So if you deny his existence, hmm. My brothers and sisters, these are people in church. So that's why my words don't mean anything. And I can get up here and get all kind of... I can cut the back flip and I can put on a show for y'all and I can make you listen and I can tell jokes and I can tell you how great it is and your blessing is right around the corner. But my words mean nothing. It's His Word that means everything. I, what, so, so what words am I going to remember? What, what word am I remembering? What, what am I carrying out there? What, what am I remembering? Don't remember what Tony says. Remember what God says. Amen? Amen. Okay. You said that. So now Luke 6, 38, here's what it says. This is Jesus. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use it, with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. See what he's saying? I'm giving you something. I'm giving you something to do something with. He didn't say whatever measure that you have, to hoard whatever measure you have for your... No, whatever measure that you have that you use, I'm going to... But you see what he says? You see what he says? This is an idiom, but he's saying, I'm going to put it in your bosom because they, wore, they would wear loose clothes. And so what they do is they, they hold the thing out where people can... If they need... They, they didn't have pockets. They had these loose robes, so they'd hold it out and people would... And so watch. I just want to... Oh, praise God. Pressed down. You see that pressed down? I was thinking about what? Okay, God. Pressed down. He's going to give you a measure and he's going to press it down. I, this is what I thought of. How many of you think? One of my jobs has always been in the house from when even when I lived in her house was throw the trash. Right? Now, there are some times when I really don't feel like tying up that bag and going outside. So what does old Tony do? I press it down. I make a little bit more room, baby. Because I ain't going outside right now. It's early in the morning. It's a little bit cold out there. I ain't going outside right now. So I'm going to press it down, make more room. But that's what God is saying. When you do what you're supposed to do with what He gives you, He's going to press it down so He can fit more. Hallelujah. God is so good. You see what God is telling me? So now, I'm just going to say, when Michelle says, hey, go take that out, I'm just going to press it down, baby. I can fit some more in there. No, but see, in, in the neighborhood that I live in, 
they have this, like when you do your yard work and stuff, like I trim trees and all this other stuff certain times here, they got this dumpster that they'll carry to you for free. So they carry this dumpster over to you. Once you fill it up, then they come and get it. <laughs> but here's what they tell you. Don't be pressing anything down because then we got to get somebody to go in there and unload it. Well, I'm a godly man. I believe in pressing down, man. God said press down. Not everything, yeah. i got to obey those who have to rule over me with the dumpsters. But I don't know. i got a lot of trees to trim. So, man, I didn't get even done with half of them. This sucker's full. I'm pressing it down, man. i got more, I got to make some more room here. i got to fit some stuff in here. Well, they came and got it, and they let, they let us know we was on the list. The list? What list? You ain't getting it back. On, you're on your own. You've got to dump your own. You've got to get rid of your own. We were on the list. Until Michelle went to work for the mayor, was doing his account, and she said, you're off the list. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, press down. Shake it together. Run it over. Hallelujah. No, but you understand. I'm try, I'm, I'm, I, you get the point? That's, that's what God is saying to us. He's going to press it down. Make more room for more. You may think that you're full. But God is saying, "Uh uh-uh, not yet. I ain't through pressing down. See, you gave up. You thought all this was all you were going to get, and then you started letting that. I'm going to preach now. Somebody needs this. See, you thought that was all you were going to get. And then you got a little bit anxious. You, you, You started leaning to your own understanding again. See, so I started blessing you. I started pouring it in, but then you got a little bit nervous. Because it wasn't happening in your time. See, I was just pressing it down. I was trying to make more room. Press down, baby. Shaking together. He's going to run it over. Stay the course. Keep trusting Him. Even when it doesn't look like it's working, it's working. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So now I'm going to jump around. I I know I'm using some scripture. But I'm using some scripture that you will know that this is absolute truth. Amen? So now 2 Corinthians 9, 6, here's what it says. But this I say, this is the Holy Spirit speaking through the apostle to the church at Corinth. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. This is this law of, 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 of sowing and reaping. So you see what... The Holy Spirit is saying, if you give a little bit, you're going to get a little bit. You give a lot, you get a lot. See, that's the way God works. Why? Because look, when I'm giving a little, I only got room for a little. If I'm giving a lot, I got room for a lot. Well, I got one or two amens out there. Ah, I don't know, not so much. See, but this is a spiritual law. Again, remember, spiritual laws. God has created the whole universe with physical laws and He's created everything with spiritual laws, and the spiritual laws were long existed before the physical laws. Because God always was, and He always will be. So, it's, it's, that's the way it is. And God Himself can defy His own physical laws. He can. He's done it. He's done it. I know some of you are. You told me. Okay, remember um, the Apostle Philip? He was ministering, and then all of a sudden he was someplace else. The physical body 
went someplace else just like that. Well, that didn't really happen. Yes, it did. So that's physically impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. Amen? All right, then. So I'm going to remember that you said amen, and so will he. That's the most important part. So now let's go back to 2 Corinthians 9. And again, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Okay, do you hear that? Leave that up there for a little while. Look. Give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly. So watch. If, if I don't want to do it, if I'm doing this, but... You need some water? Yeah, I need some water. Okay, here. Take it. Take it. Take it. Uh, take it. Did you see that? I want you to have it, but I need some myself, so uh, I'm giving it, but I'm not... Am I, right? Right? You feel that? I got a little tension against that. That's what, see, and, and here's, here's, what's, here's what happened. Remember, I used Michelle and me as an example earlier, right? So I want to go back there because I tried to tell you in the beginning when I say that, I'm not trying to say, well, I, I had this faith and I was this big spiritual giant and Michelle lacked faith. God was raising both of us up. Michelle was looking at things according to, listen, her wisdom, her knowledge, her understanding. And I was looking at it according to my understanding as a Christian, but as a baby Christian. Because I was born, again, into a church that was a little bit legalistic, but also was a word of faith church that said, you know, you just, you know, you're giving to get. You make, you make a positive confession because you expect something in return. Come on now, don't get quiet on me. You say it just because you expect something. See, and I was giving, and I, and I wanted, it was in my heart to give, but remember what I said to you earlier. I was a little bit afraid not to give. Why? Because I didn't want anything bad to happen. See, in that case, and there's a lot of us in the church right now, we'll be quick to write checks. I've, I've got, I'm, praise God, there are people in this church that give. We've got money in the bank. This little old church has done a lot in the area financially to help people and will continue to do it. But my brothers and sisters, listen, sometimes it's not about just stroking a check because, you know, uh, because then what, what I'm doing is I'm giving God protection money. I'm giving, I'm just saying, God, okay, I'm writing this check. Say, I've got a little mafioso in the, in the, in the, in the situation here. I've got, I've got a little mafia thing going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, God. You're here to collect yours. You collect yours, and I'm good for another month. Come on now. You are looking at me like I'm crazy, but that's exactly how we treat him. I'm going to do this, God, because I know that you're going to, hey, you're going to rebuke the devourer for my sake. <laughs> Hallelujah. Here's the check, Lord. Keep on protecting. Might as well not write it. I'm not saying you. Keep writing it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Listen, listen, listen. See, that's what this scripture's saying to us. Not grudgingly or of necessity. Right? Are you with me? We still got a little time, so hang with me because I want to go and give you two quick case studies. Okay? So follow me. Hang on. A little while longer. We're almost done. So now Jesus was sitting facing the treasury one day. This is Luke 21. Jesus is sitting. He's facing the treasury. Right? 
He looked up and he saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury and he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites, two copper coins that don't even, not even a penny. So he said, truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. Now look at verse 4 with me. For all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God, but she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. My brothers and sisters, there are many of us who don't mind writing because we got a bunch. Or we don't mind giving because we got a bunch. But my brothers and sisters, it's not about giving out of the abundance that we have. God, you bless me, I'm going to bless them. No, God, I don't have everything I have is yours. So what I have, even though I need this thing, I'm giving it. That's what he's saying. This lady needed what she had. And look at how God counts that. How do you know? Oh, man. I almost blew it up right there. What she had, she didn't give grudgingly. She didn't give it because she wanted protection money. You know how I had that? Know how I know that? Because Jesus accepted it. Jesus said she's given more than anybody. Why? Because she gave what she needed and she didn't think anything of it except she's honoring God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Honoring God, not worried about paying God off, not worried about protection money, not worried about rebuking the devourer. She's honoring God with everything that she had. And we won't even honor Him with our time. We won't even honor Him by giving somebody, you know what, I, I, don't, I don't need this lunch. Here, you have it. I'm not going, hey, well, you know what, I'm not even getting on the, the fake book, the snap trap, the Insta Slam. I'm not getting on all that. I'm going to give that up. Why? It doesn't do anything except cause heartache and heartbreak. In you. Yeah, but Tony, there's a lot of scripture on there. Yeah, yeah, I know. But that's why there's 60% of people who are in church don't believe what they should believe because of all of that stuff that's out there being told that has nothing to do with the Word of God but has everything to do with this, this cultural mindset that has, brought, has been brought into the church. <laughs> it's, it's damnable. And we've been warned about it. Man, my brother, it words. Whose words are you remembering? Don't remember Tony's words. Remember the word of God. My words don't mean anything. His words mean everything. My words will fall to the ground. His will never fall to the ground. His will return to him. Listen, doing the thing that he set out for it to do in the first place. Hallelujah. Man, I get am I mad? No. I'm excited. God is so good. And He's so true. And I don't have to worry about, is this word going to be the same tomorrow? I don't have to worry about if He changed His mind. No, it is what it is and it will always be. His word. Amen? All right. We knew she was giving it from the heart because Jesus made that pronouncement. Here's another case study. Jesus was going through Jericho, remember? And wherever He went, there were crowds all with Him, you know? And I can relate to this guy. I'm hoping you... I'm hoping... <laughs> Y'all, whoever laughed, you need to repent. Because that was, that was just mean. That was mean. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was Zacchaeus. Man, all I know is that, that man Zacchaeus had he, had... he wanted to see Jesus. Man, he heard about him. Right? He heard, listen, come on now, follow me. Somebody needs to follow me. He heard about him. Man, he saw, 
You know, he saw somebody like Pastor Tony cutting backflips. Man, this is the one. This is the guy. This is what Jesus said. This is what, and man, he's seeing all this excitement. He's hearing about all of the signs, wonders, and miracles, people being healed. I've got to see this guy. But Zacchaeus was a tax collector. He was hated by his own people. We know that. So Zacchaeus climbs a tree. I'm going to lay eyes on this man. Climbs a tree. Jesus, as he's passing by, looks up. Zacchaeus! Come on down. I'm going. He invites himself to his house. I'm coming to your house. Man, I hope you got some good food cooking because that's where I'm going to be. We're having lunch. Hey, we're having lunch before church at your house. Hallelujah. Right? Amen? All right, so now let's go back there. 19, verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up, saw him, said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must be at your house. So he made haste. Zacchaeus made haste, came down, and received him joyfully. He didn't know Jesus. He knew about Jesus, but he didn't know him. Jesus just invited himself to his house, and Zacchaeus received him joyfully. Isn't that neat? Isn't that so neat? All right. So, (laughs) when they saw it, they being all of those religious people, all of those people around, when they saw it, they complained saying, he, Jesus, has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, this is verse 8, I think we've got this one. Zacchaeus stood, now now, just get the picture. Jesus is is sitting there, and wherever he is, I mean, there's a crowd, some of Jesus' disciples were there, his closest disciples, I'm sure they were there. Zacchaeus was putting on a dog, he's got a lot of money, he's probably got a big enough room and a big enough table for them to to lounge around, and and, and so they're eating, and they're probably having discussions, I'm sure there were other people in Zacchaeus' family, or in Zacchaeus' entourage, asking him questions, hey, we heard you did this, or what about that? And Jesus is having a chance to minister and talk, and just have, come on now, just interact, just have fellowship, just love on, just talk to, look people in the face and have a pleasant conversation with. Just being nice. Just being respectful. Man, I've had the occasion, and I think I shared this Wednesday, I'm not sure if I did or I didn't. Listen, I've had people over the years, and I've just shared it with some young men who work with me. If you want, because now it's, I'm going to get my respect. Yeah, you know, you want your respect? Then be respectful. You want people to treat you kind? Then be kind. That's this law of sowing and reaping. That's how this goes. Well, that one and this one and the other one, please. Don't even tell me about that one. Don't even tell me about this one. Don't even tell me about the other one. I'm going to lay eyes on them. I'm going to have fellowship with them. I'll find out for myself. And guess what? If they are what you said they are, it doesn't matter. Because God died for them just like He died for me. Please. I'm so tired of... Anyway, verse 8 says, Then Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, look, I give half of all my goods... To the poor. I'm giving half of everything that I own, I'm giving it to the poor. And if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I'm going to give it to them back four times as much as I took. I'm giving it back four times as much as I took. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. My brothers and sisters, do you, are, are you hearing this? Are you hearing this? See, see, so how do we know Zacchaeus meant it from the heart? 
How do we know that Zacchaeus wasn't trying to impress the prophet? He was just trying to impress this Jesus, this holy guy. How do we know he wasn't just trying to impress him? It wasn't from his heart. Jesus said, Today, salvation, deliverance has come to this house. He has passed from one area to another area. Today, this man has received something down on the inside of him. Come on now. He meant it with his heart to give. He meant it with his heart. Hallelujah. So, so, church, let's think about this. What category do we fit in? Now, are we paying protection money? Are we giving out of abundance? Are we truly honoring God? Let me ask you, whose words are you going to remember? Whose words? Acts twenty thirty five, And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that He said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. I thank you for giving me your attention. But I know you weren't paying attention to me for me. I know that you are here to receive from the Lord. And He's given us plenty. So now, let's remember that word that He's given us. And let's go out there and walk in the word that He's given us. Let's do what He's asking us to do and let's listen. Try me in this, says the Lord. Try me in this. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I have the confidence that he will perform exactly what he said he would do. Amen? Stand with me, please.